Welcome to the Water and Stone podcast. You are listening to episode number 132. Our Sunday worship service for September 8th is Help. It is the third in the series, Loud and Clear. Learn how to ask for help, to see the teachers life has given you, and to live in the authentic gratitude for each moment. All right. So our scripture today, there it is, Matthew 7, 7 through 8. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Now this is a big deal. Because at the core of this message, the core of Christianity, the core of spirituality, the core of this God stuff is a very simple proposition. All you got to do is ask. That's what's going on. It's not fancy. It's not complicated. There's no special rights you've got to learn. There's no magic words you got to learn. All you got to do is ask. And I know you've heard that before. It's everywhere in Scripture over and over again. Jesus basically shows up and says, why are you guys so fancy? Over and over again, the message is, just ask. God knows. God's here. God likes you. It's such a common message that most people feel like, yeah, yeah, I got that. I understand how this works. And yet, think with me about how often the prayer idea is not an ask kind of a proposition. Instead, think how often that the prayer idea is the idea of I'm going to tell God what to do. God, I need you to show up and I need you to like me and I need you to do X, Y, and Z. Think about how often prayer breaks down into those three things. Gosh, how much wasted energy is in getting God to show up when God's already here? And what does that say about my understanding of God, my relationship with God, my ability to experience God if I think he's not in the room? God, will you show up? And here's God going, what is this, peekaboo? And there's that situation of, well, okay, God, I know you're here, but I know you're not crazy about me. And here's God going, what do I got to do? Have you seen your circulatory system? Do you know how beautiful and special and magical you are? And yet, so many prayers are, God, will you please just like me? And God's like, we got to go to counseling. You know? And how many prayers are the prayer of God? Here's the deal. I'm going to tell you what to do. I want you to do these things because I know better than you. And I want you to deliver unto me this thing and that thing. And that person's going to start liking me. And this person's going to go away. And I'm going to direct God all around. Let me ask you something. If you've got to tell God what to do because God doesn't know, is it really God? If you have a God that needs to be told, what you have is a very small concept of God. And a small concept of God means a small ability to experience miracles, right? It's all about our receptivity, our openness, our willing relationship. So do you have the kind of God that you've got to tell what to do? This is different because how many people read halfway through a book about affirmations or drawing the miracle of God or moving energy around or whatever it is that you want to do. It's all the same kind of idea that I'm going to tell God what to do. You ever taught somebody how to drive? You ever sat in the passenger seat when a 16-year-old sociopath is driving the car? You tell them what to do. 
turn left. You don't know. Ooh, watch your left. Uh, ten and two and, and the whole thing. Because there's fear. <laughs> Is that the relationship that we have with God? Imagine yourself at the other end of that proposition. Imagine yourself as a child when you ask someone who loves you and cares for you to take you to the movies or to Disney World or the beach or something you want to do. There's the difference between asking and telling. Which way do you want to be with spirit? It's a simple question. Which way do you want to be? Because the idea of telling is an idea of distance, an idea of diminishment. And the idea of asking is a simple faith. When I ask you to pass the salt, I'm assuming in perfect faith that you got salt. Not complicated. So what about the prayer that says, God, I know that you have the answers and I'm fresh out. I'm open now. I'm past my own ego, and I am willing that you provide the healing instead of me trying to do this on my own. I'm done trying to do it on my own. I'm just going to ask. The difference between loneliness and miracles is the difference between telling and asking. And so, again, I say to you, all you got to do is ask. Now, I get it. This is a big deal because people say, okay, fine. I understand in principle, but I don't know how to ask God. Do I make an appointment? Is there a website? I don't know how to ask God. This is too big. Now, we've talked about prayer, and there's a lot to it or not a lot to it, depending on your mood and your point of view. But I recognize that one way or the other, it feels like a big ultimate thing. So how do I ask God? I get it that I should. How do I do? Well, the good news is, Because God is everywhere, you can kind of walk backwards into this. The good news is you don't have to go to Mount Sinai. The good news is you don't have to figure out the big thing. Because God is everywhere, think about this with me, then every ask is asking God. Because God is everywhere, every word is a prayer. Because God is everywhere, the whole thing that we're going through in this life is God moments. The trick is to know it. The trick is to be conscious and intentional about it. That's the trick. And so what I'm trying to say is you can build the momentum you need to get to where you can communicate with God on that basis by learning how to ask the people around you for help. You can build the momentum. You can work those muscles. It's okay if it's low weight and high reps. You can get there by being the kind of person who asks for help. And everybody benefits from that. I I have to tell you that a couple of days ago, I guess it was Tuesday, I got a call that someone that was in the teen group that Jenny and I used to be a part of, um, they live in Sebring, if you can call that living. They live in Sebring. (laughs) And uh, they're still kids. It's a couple, and they met at one of our events. And uh, they got engaged at one of our events. And it's the kind of thing where you go, yeah, okay, it's a teenager engagement, whatever. And then I remember that we got engaged when we were teenagers, so I can't say too much about it. But they're doing okay. They're kids, and they're kids who have a three-week-old baby. And the three-week-old baby wasn't doing so well. And they took the three-week-old baby to a doctor in Sebring. And in Sebring, they're still using leeches and stuff. And so they didn't know what to do. You know I'm right. 
So they cast the bones or whatever they do in Sebring, and they said, this baby needs to be uh, helicoptered to St. Petersburg, to all children's, because it's a good hospital, and we don't have scanning equipment. We just hold the kid up to a candle like an egg in a Bugs Bunny cartoon. And, but then they said, we can't put the kid on a helicopter because there's bands of this hurricane. And so an ambulance came from St. Petersburg to Sebring to get a baby and went all all the way back. Can you imagine being the parent in that situation? And so we heard that this little family was at the hospital, and so we dropped what we were doing, and I, I skipped out on the day job stuff, and we went to the hospital to go see this little family. And by the time they got to the hospital, they felt a little bit better, but they were shell-shocked. They'd been up since, I don't know, four in the morning. They hadn't eaten anything since breakfast. And we prayed. But I want to give you an equation. Are you ready? This is how life works. Are you ready? This is a big deal. It's very complicated. Prayer plus sandwiches. I'm serious. It's the secret to a lot. Prayer plus sandwiches. Because we said, what do you guys need? We've prayed about it. We've spoken the word. We know God's got this. You know that. We all got, we're in agreement about that. What do you need? We need pub subs. And so, (laughs) Mama Jenny said, you go. You boys go. And so we went to forage for nuts and berries. And we went to the grocery store. And I put Daddy in line. I said, figure out what you and Mama want. And I'm going to go get some groceries. Daddy was a little befuddled because this was a long day. And so I kept getting groceries. And I kept getting groceries. And I come back. I'd orbit the Publix. You know how it is. And he's still in line looking. I don't think they have white bread. It's going to be okay. And I filled up that cart. And we got back to the hospital. And I took, he took his bag of his sandwiches. And then I kept taking bags out. And he said, I thought you were getting your groceries. And I said, no, no, no. This is you. This is you. Because you asked for food. And the secret is, I was fed so much by just getting to be the daddy for a minute, the grandpa, I guess, just getting to do that. And you've had those moments where you just go, here. Prayer plus sandwiches. Contrast that with the idea that we saw so much of what I call the Facebook prayer, where someone puts the post on Facebook and says, please send your thoughts and energy And you do the thing, and you click like, and then you go on with your life. Is that enough? There was a lot of people trying to divert the hurricane with their thoughts and their energy or whatever it is. But it occurred to me that wherever you're diverting a hurricane, there's probably people who live there. Not so nice. Maybe that's not how this works. Maybe we need to remember that we're all in this together, and the job is not just to speak the word and know the truth and be a presence for peace, but to feed somebody. Prayer plus sandwiches, what I'm trying to say is have the feeling on the inside and do something about it on the outside because it feels good for you, and it is healing for them. Find a prayer and sandwiches moment. Act on how you feel, or ask yourself, do you really feel that way? That's what I'm talking about. When you think about the hero's story, every single myth that we hear about, the movies that we like and the books that we read, there is a moment in every hero's journey. This is Joseph Campbell stuff too, if you want to go there. There's moments in every hero's journey where they are given a boon, B-O-O-N, a gift, an important thing. And think about the movies that you like. There's a moment where Harry Potter gets his wand and he realizes that he's a wizard. There's a moment where there's a magic cloak or a sword or some kind of special map or a ring or whatever it is. Every movie, ruby slippers, whatever it is, there's a moment when the hero is given a gift, a boon. 
and the hero cannot continue until they ask for help and they are given help. And the hero does whatever it is. They kill the dragon or beat the wicked witch or refinance their house or whatever it is the movie is. They fall in love. They conquer the thing. And then it's their turn to go give a gift to somebody else. Think about it. This is the hero's journey. This is your journey. You want to be a hero, get good at asking for help, getting the help, doing what you need to do, and then helping somebody else. The hero story is a story of giving and receiving a boon. Daniel. I'm just kidding. Daniel, put it on the screen. Couldn't help it. So if you want to be a hero, you've got to ask for help. Can you do it? Like I said, I get it. The God part of that seems hard, so we'll get, we'll get there. What I have for you today is some simple things that you can do today, this week, and hopefully from now on, put them in your pocket that will get you good at being this kind of giving and receiving a boon kind of hero. And they're simple things. You ready? Step one. This is my favorite because you're already doing it. Step one is go to church. I have a vested interest, but I'm serious about this. Go to church. What is church? It's not a building. We know that. It's an intentional thing. It's something that happens. Last week, we weren't allowed into this building because of the hurricane, and so we met in our living room. But in that moment of everyone showing up who showed up for the reason of experiencing a God moment, everyone who was there consciously, intentionally, we together transformed that place into a holy place, into a church. That's what happens. Man, we get in here on Sunday mornings and we have no idea what went on here on Saturday night. Sometimes it doesn't even smell very good. There's crazy things that happen. doesn't matter. When we gather here consciously and with intention, we make this place into a church. You declare holy ground by your intentionality. And so what I'm trying to tell you is find a spiritual community who is consciously dedicated to church. So what I'm saying is, for the purposes of this, it's not enough to go, well, you know, the beach is my church. I like the beach too, and I have a spiritual feeling about it, but that ain't the same thing as a conscious community. People go, the art gallery is my church. I get that, but it's not the same as a conscious community. There's something magical about intention and the accountability of a group. There's something amazing that happens when we all just show up together. But there's an equation there. It's not just that together this place is a church. It's that the church is us together. Church becomes church when the people in it want church. It ain't church because I stand here with a Bible and whatever. There's lots of weirdos with Bibles walking around. Trust me. Church happens when together we decide something. So what I'm saying is find a place where you can decide on God's stuff. And people go, well, I don't even like the word church because I was burned by that. I get it. You know what? Find a better church. There are people who go, like, well, you know, I just, I had a bad experience in a hospital, so I don't go to hospitals. I go to healing centers. Great. In the middle of the night when your baby's sick and you're looking in the yellow pages and you can't find a hospital because they're all healing centers, something is broken. Find a church. Go to church. Be conscious and intentional about it, and something will change for you. I have seen the power of intention heal. But you got to find it and be open to it. So that's what they call the many-to-one relationship, going to church. And so that's only part of the equation. Step two. So find a church. Step two, 
find a tribe. Find some group of people that you can sit in a room with where everybody is an equal, everybody gets to talk, and everybody holds the other people accountable. That's important. Think about it. This is the many-to-many relationship. It's really important. When you think about the fact that drinking buddies can keep you drunk, but a 12-step group can save your life, there's something powerful in the power of a tribe. You are a tribal person. You're born that way. Find a group of people who hold you accountable. Find a group of people you can ask for help. Find a group of people when you say, you know what, my air conditioner is broken. Can somebody lend me a whatever, a cord, a thing, a wrench? And also, I want to try this thing with my life. Am I crazy? Find a room where some of the people will say, yes, you are. That's beautiful. That's important. That is healing. Find a group of, of accountability. Find a tribe. Okay, so good. We got that idea that, that we're going to be a part of a spiritual community. We got the idea that we're going to be part of an intentional tribe. But what, is, what am I intentional about? And this is the question that people come to me with all the time. Okay, I get it. God is on purpose. I understand that as Thoreau said, the sun rose on purpose. I get the idea that, that this is a world that happens for a reason. I'm okay with that. I just don't know what my reason is. I can't tell you how many times. I, I see the questions after Sunday. I look at the questions that come in because as you know, we don't get to answer all the Ask the Pastor questions. Not even on Ask the Pastor Sunday. I'm so honored by the fact that people ask questions. Most people don't even know they're supposed to do that or allowed to or whatever. But so many of the questions that come in are, why am I here? In different words. And I get it. It's kind of the question in a way. I get it that God is intentional. What's the intention behind me? Why am I here? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because step three, remember... Go to church, find a tribe. Step three, make a list. Make a list. It's not complicated. I want you to try this today. And if you like it, I want you to try it every day this week. You don't have to do it after that. You just every once in a while, if you're feeling waterlogged, spiritually speaking, it's a nice tool to get in your toolbox. But try it a lot this week. Get yourself a pen and a piece of paper. And at the top of the piece of paper, I want you to write something that's meaningful to you, but it needs to be something like, why am I here? Or what am I here to do? Or what's the point of me? Or so what? Something that's meaningful to you. And you'll know. And get that pen out and start writing. And don't stop. Every line needs to be a reason. And some of them will be silly. I'm here because I want a sandwich. I'm here because I'm writing this until the commercial's over. I'm here because Dieter told me to and he's weird and I'm scared. I'm here for whatever. Doesn't matter. The point is keep writing and keep writing. And what will happen is you will get past the I'm doing this because mom and dad said I'm supposed to. I'm doing this because I think it's a good person self-help book thing to do. And you will get to a place where the stuff that comes out of that pen is the stuff that's coming out of that heart of yours. How do I know when I'm done? You'll know when you receive an answer that you have an emotional connection with. You will write something. If you do it long enough and earnestly enough, you will write something that makes you laugh, that makes you cry. You will write something that goes, oh, wow, weird. Then you can stop and do it again tomorrow. It's easy. But the point of this is getting yourself to a place where the answers that you give the world are not the how you doing kind of answers. 
where the answers that you give the world are the answers that come from your heart because you are here for a reason. So get in touch with the reason. Make a list. And yeah, check it twice. Watch what happens. Yeah, but what do I do with it? And here we go. This is the hard one. This is step four. Go to church. Find a tribe. Make a list. Easy stuff, really. Dramatic pause. I want you to ask a favor. Ask somebody a favor. That's step four. Ask a favor. And I know it's hard. It's crazy. We were told that we were supposed to be rugged individuals and handle everything ourselves. And that's what a real woman or a real man or a real whatever does. Stop it. Nobody does anything on their own. And you're not fooling anybody, Desperado. It's time to quit it. I don't even like the Eagles that much. You're welcome. Nobody does anything alone. And if you know that, you've probably heard this before. If you want to make a friend, ask a favor. You ever heard that before? We say namaste sometimes, and i got to be honest, I'm not crazy about the word because I think it gets overused and overexplained and kind of misunderstood. I don't know exactly what it means because it means so many different things. But I know that the spirit of it is that the highest in me sees something bigger in you, and I'm going to share my bigness, and you're going to share yours. We're going to live on bigger terms together. When you ask somebody a favor, what you are saying is, there is something in me that is okay to be vulnerable. There is room in me. And I know that you have something magical and powerful about you that you can share. Think about what's going on there. You want to live out the namaste idea and quit using Sanskrit words and use words that you actually use? Ask somebody a favor. Ask somebody a favor. Ground rules. Are you ready? It's got to be something that is meaningful to you. So this is not past the salt. It's got to be something that you could not or would not do for yourself. And it's got to be something that's meaningful to them. Ask somebody a favor. You got a week to plan it out. You got a week to get over the macho big boy stuff. You got a week. But it's going to make you a better person. Because we are all in this together. Ask somebody a favor and you will grow. This is huge. And I got to tell you, this, this, these steps come out of the coaching that I do. And this is the one that some people are better and worse at different parts of it. You know, this is consistently the one that people have a hard time with. But I got to tell you, boys and girls, this is consistently the one that when I see the person the next week, they go, this blew my mind. It changed me. Such a simple thing. But I've been told all along that I don't deserve it. That it's somehow egotistical. You know what's egotistical? Wallowing in self-pity. Whether you think a lot of yourself or a little of yourself, if it's all about you, it's still egotistical. If you go, you know what? I don't know. You've got this magic thing that you can share that, that will make me better. I want to be better. Think about the magic of that moment. That's what namaste looks like. Ask a favor. Okay, great. So I go to church. I found an intentional spiritual community. I've got a tribe that tells me if I'm nuts. I make my list. I have a, a sense of what I'm here to do. I don't know everything, but I got a sense of it, and I have a tool for how I can figure it out when I need to. 
I ask somebody for favors. I'm the kind of person that can ask for a boon and turn around and give one. I got it. That's great. What now? Step five is find an editor. Find an editor. You know what an editor is? You write your weird book, and I've done that because I've written many weird books, and you think you're done, you give it to somebody, and they go, do you know about grammar? <laughs> Heard about vowels? You know about how all this works? Somebody says, you know, that doesn't match this thing. And here's what you're trying to do with the book, but I don't see that there. It's powerful in writing. And in fact, the creative act, I know this from writing books, the creative act is less about getting the words out on the page and more about fixing it after you've done that. Editing is where the magic happens. Be the kind of person who can get some level of clarity. You don't have to know everything, but some level of clarity on, okay, here's this thing. I got this idea. I've been working on it. I have a spiritual community where I'm open to the idea. I have a group of people where we talk about this. I have written some stuff down. I've asked for help in articulating that. And now I've got this thing and I don't exactly know what it is. Here, what do you think? Find someone whose opinion you value. Find someone whose money isn't tied to yours. Because if your big dream is, I'm going to quit all this and join the circus, it needs to be somebody who's like, yeah, yeah, but we have payments to make. Find somebody outside of that. Find someone who can give you advice that you will actually take and share your heart with them. And listen to what they say. Find an editor because it will force you to articulate your dreams. And you can't have your dreams come true if you don't know what the heck they are. Find an editor. Listen to their advice and take it. Something amazing happens when you just become the kind of person who can do that. Because it's not all about you anymore. It goes from an I to a we. Something amazing happens when you remember that. Now, that's a lot. I get it. But you know what? This life is a lot. That's a lot. I get it. But the alternative is the concept that you are here to watch television and pay bills and then die. I'm over it, aren't you? It's time to grow a little bit. It's time to change something. It's time for prayer plus sandwiches. In other words, intention plus action. It's time for something that changes something. It's time for that. It's time to accept the gift of this life because it is a gift. Think about where you've been. Think about where you can go. This life is a gift. But you know how you say thank you for a gift? You use it. Doesn't put it, don't go put it on a shelf. Don't ignore it. Don't treat it like it's nothing. Use the gift you've been given to get somewhere else. You know how you really show somebody you like something? When someone makes you a cookie... Eat the cookie, enjoy the cookie, and ask for more cookies. That's how they know you like them, right? Ask God for more of this life. Ask for more opportunities to love. Ask for more opportunities to stand up for justice and peace. Don't ask for quiet. Ask for action. Ask for courage and boldness and beauty and art and truth. Ask for it with your actions. Ask for it with your words. Can you be the kind of person who says, you know what, with this life, I'm going to ask for help because I know that God is here and that God likes me. Can you, with your words, ask for truth? Can you, with your actions, ask for justice? 
Can you, with the way that you carry yourself, ask for freedom? Because all you got to do is ask. And after all, freedom is a choice. Thank you. Hey, this is Dieter Randolph, and I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the lesson and hopefully for taking some time to apply what we talked about in your life. That's where this really happens. I love the idea that church isn't something that happens to you, but rather something that happens through you. What you do based on what you've heard can change your life and really change the world. This is just the beginning of a bigger journey. And if you want to continue your journey with us, I'd love for you to like and subscribe us on YouTube or you can watch the videos. Come join us in person. Our street address and all kinds of information is at our website, waterandstonechurch.com. All of that sort of thing. If you want to give electronically, that's where to do it. If you want to connect with us on social media, and you really should do that there, waterandstonechurch.com. Thank you for being a part of this work.